find where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are absolutely ridiculous. It is so good to see you guys here. Uh, Jeff Klinger, uh, Jeff Elmore is in Gunnison. I knew you were in Gunnison. I didn't know if you were actually in Gunnison. Uh, but yeah, as you guys are saying good morning, make sure you say where you're from. That's super fun. Uh, there is Tony coming in from Canyon City, Colorado, the town of prisons. Are there seven prisons there, Tony? <laughs> There's Eric Bryan from Oakieville. I love it. Um, um, so Dave Kessler, does the live chat show up later? I know you guys, I know you watch it. I appreciate that. Um, but so as, as you're chiming in saying hello, make sure you say where you're from. Um, this is just fun. Also guys, I have a microphone over here. I'm trying to get back onto the podcast world. It's been a long time since I've made these an actual podcast where you can listen on Apple or whatever. Um, but yeah, Mike Webster, good to see you. Uh, Hoosa Islander, Vancouver Island, British Columbia, one of my favorite places actually on earth. That is such a beautiful place. It's so much fun. Uh, Jeff Elmore, Utah BDR. How was that? Uh, Tony Andrews, a lot of prisons and federal prisons. I <laughs> love it. Um, well, it's good. It's good for business, right? You never get... <laughs> People, uh, those prisons aren't going out of business anytime soon. So uh, <laughs> that's a good thing. Um, uh, Jimmy Nyhart, Timor. Yeah, Timo, one year older. Yes, coming in hot from the mean streets of Abseekin, New Jersey. I love it. Chris Kinberg coming in from Lake Havasu. Um, the, uh, yeah, and make sure you give a thumbs up. Also, yes, two days ago was my birthday. Thank you guys so much. Uh, Southwest Missouri, Shane McNabb, right on. Um, uh, I am now 46 years old, and honestly, I feel better than I ever have, so that's awesome. I mean, I got aches and pains that I didn't have when I was in my 20s, but I'm way more... Uh, mentally stable. <laughs> uh, Olympic Peninsula, Washington, Chris Ash. Nice. Right on. Good to see you here. Um, uh, Jeff Elmore, 2,000 miles, six states, nine days. Awesome. That sounds like more than the Utah BDR if it's six states, but that sounds really, really cool. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Nyhart, uh, I don't feel a day over 65 either, so it's awesome. Uh, by the way, uh, quick shout out to all of you who supported us on Facebook. I put a, a fundraiser up there um, for my birthday for Westcore, and we immediately went over um, the goal, which was two hundred bucks. It's like three hundred and something now. Um, and a huge thanks to John Kramer for that. John did a hundred bucks, and, and uh, Brady. Anyway, everybody who even you know five bucks makes a big difference. So thank you so much. If you're interested in helping Westcore out that way. Um, and it would help, you know, it helps me, you know, whatever. Um, you can go to my Facebook page, just T Morgan Spradling, not my author's page, but just me. Um, and you can donate to Westcore and that would be awesome. Um, TJ, thank you very much. Uh, I felt good. Um, I haven't seen obviously the updated, they haven't updated the overall result, TJ, but I know you're still winning because I didn't show up to the dunes, but I hope we get a drop. And, and I hope I put the hammer down in um, Pajarito. But uh, thank you very much. I, I felt good that day. It was good. Uh, Mike Barnato, what's happening? Good to see you here. Uh, let's get to the questions from the socials because uh, there were actually a bunch from um, the uh, Instagrams. So let me get to that. Sorry, guys. Wasn't ready. I know it's going to be a nail-biter, TJ. Like, 
Because if you get to drop a low one, then that means you're probably going to drop the Monta Vista one. So it's going to be tight. But it's so much fun. I don't know about you, but I'm having a blast this season. It's been a lot of fun. Um, let's see. That's that one. Sorry, guys. Uh, there we go. Come on. Come on. There we go. Sorry, guys. All right. So... If you guys don't follow us on the Instagrams or the Facebooks, you probably should. Lots of fun stuff happening over there. But then also, um, I post questions for the show or, you know, I post an open forum for the show. If you guys want questions to make sure they get answered. Uh, as we grow this thing, it's probably going to get harder and harder to uh, answer everybody here live. Um, but we'll see. Anyway, Max Below. I'm guessing it's B-A-L-O-G-H. I'm saying below. Max, I apologize if I butchered your name. Um, there's Kyle Copeland, Biker Sasquatch. What's happening? Uh, have you ever compared a well-tuned Makuni to a Kian on the same bike? So, no, I have not. Not the exact same bike. And actually, I really I have plans of doing that this winter uh, when things slow down a little bit because I have a Kian. Um the whatever uh air striker whatever anyway i have a i have a key in off of a ktm that is uh you know in great shape that i want to put onto my 300 and do a back-to-back -back comparison um but hey kitty what's happening man um i have owned numerous bikes with keyans and owned uh plenty of bikes now with the mccoonies <laughs> And I can say that, and I've owned 300s with the Makuni and 300s with the McKeon, and they are different motors, like the counterbalance versus not counterbalance and all that, but um, I can say that the Makuni, uh, a well-tuned Makuni works really, really, really well, uh, and a well-tuned Keen works really, really, really well. I feel like the well-tuned Keen is a little snappier um, and also probably gets a little bit better gas mileage. Um, da, 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 um, oh, Dave Kessler, I want to know the deal with your head insert a race or two ago. Um, did Kelsey explain the numbers on the head insert? No. Uh, so actually, Dave, um, I asked him and he basically said he's not going to tell me um, what those numbers are. He's just that those are like catalog numbers and they mean something to him, but he's not telling, he won't tell me because he doesn't want me to broadcast it because, uh, he doesn't want people figuring out exactly what he's doing. So, um, what you said about, um, the number of CCs, I, I, I doubt that's true only because it definitely is a higher compression head um, or more aggressive head. So I, I don't know exactly, Dave. Um, I don't know for sure. So anyway, Max, I think the Kian's probably a little bit more aggressive carburetor um, as far as power delivery. I think they're both really good. They're both basically the same. If you take them apart, they're not that much different. Like, I mean, the shape of the slides is a little bit different, and that's kind of the biggest difference, but they're not all that terribly different. So, um, anyway, I think they both work well if they're tuned right. Uh, Dub DZ, who is no pro heroes, what's happened to man? Um, someone just told me you shouldn't use gummy tires with your standard mooses, the 8 to 10 PSI. Your thoughts on this? Um, shouldn't is a very strong word. <laughs> uh, there is zero 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 problems with running gummy tires on whatever moose you could run it on a brick if you want 
Um, my guess is where they're coming from that is that if you put it on the standard moose, the stiffer moose, you're not going to get the benefits of the gummy tire. Um, I could see, um, uh, so no pro says the gummy gets destroyed quickly. Um, I maybe maybe the gummy would go badder, uh, go bad faster because it's stiffer and it can't give and mush and whatever. Um, but I haven't experienced that myself. I mean that kind of gauntlet that I'm running, I feel like is a pretty darn gummy tire. It's not like the gummiest of tires, but it's a pretty stinking gummy tire. And I'm running it on the platinum uh, moose, and I I feel like it, <clears throat> it's holding up really really well. So. I don't know what that is all about. I don't see any problem with that. If you like the the feel of a stiffer moose, you run whatever tire you want. Um, the other thing is, if it gets... Um, so what PSI is the Platinum? Ask No Pro. Uh, the Platinum is like, uh, they say 10 to 12. But that's... <clears throat> I don't know. that Those... Okay, let's take a minute to talk about mooses. <laughs> <clears throat> um, those numbers, and I love, love, love uh, Nitro Moose, and I love Jeff Douglas, and I love uh, yeah, like Michelin's, whatever. I like everything about mooses in every way. Um, but that whole thing of saying it feels like this or feels like that is, I think it's ridiculous. Um, now, the, the soft one is definitely softer. The platinum is definitely uh, harder, no doubt about that. But this idea of feeling like 4 PSI or feeling like 10 PSI or whatever is a little bit ridiculous. Partially because who cares? Does it feel good or does it not feel good? That's the first thing. And I would say try it and see if you like it. The other thing is that um, I, I've done this test for people. Like They've brought their tires in, you know, bikes in for uh, mooses. And I'll take their tire, put 10 PSI in it. And then you can sit there and bounce the tire, right? Doing, 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 doing. And it bounces like a basketball. It bounces, you know, really high, whatever. Then you take that wheel, take the tire off, put a moose in it, a nice, stiff, super stiff moose in the thing, and try to bounce it. And it doesn't bounce nearly as high. It does still bounce, but because there's no, they call it pneumatic deflection, because the foam is more dead so it goes and it doesn't spring back like air does so it feels different anyway no matter what moose you have in there no matter what stiffness of moose whatever it feels completely different so um yeah i don't i don't like that whole like what does it feel like what does it feel like and people ask me all the time what does this feel like am i part of the problem is i haven't had air in tires in so long that i i don't even know what it feels like but Anyway, that's um, the, yeah, I would say run whatever tire on whatever moose you want. If you feel like it wears out too fast, maybe it's the tire, maybe it's the moose, maybe it's the combination, or maybe it's just because you're too hard on the gas, um, you know, whatever. So, but again, quick plug, Kenda Gauntlet, really, really, really like that tire. Um, if you guys watched, if you're on Facebook and you watched, uh, I have a hill climb video on Instagram and Facebook of me going up a big thing on Bertha. That was with that low-knobbed Kenda Gauntlet. It was awesome. Um, hang on. Here we go. Uh, Bike Vault says, go Electron. Electrons are good. I'm just not a big fan. I think they cost too much money. But they are awesome. Um, 
uh, exactly the shape of the slide, in my opinion, is what the difference in the throttle response between the... Okay, Kessler's talking about the Makuni. Yeah, the, sh the shape of the slide is probably the only real difference in the thing. Um, uh, Shane McNabb, what is the best tool for removing swing arm bearings? That is a great question. Uh, for me, it is my big press, and then I use... Uh, it's pretty redneck. I need to shoot a video. I use uh, extens socket extensions or ratchets. Anyway... And I put skinny ones down through and then a socket the size of the bearing on the bottom one, right? So you're not pushing on the swing arm like this. So it goes all the way through, hits the bottom one, put that bottom one on a, a brace. I've got, you know, plates of steel with hole anyway. And then push it down through that way. That's how I do it. Um, uh, see, CC Wright working on a 93KX125 with a weird inner clutch hub where I can't use the Motion Pro clutch holding tool. So how could I torque it? CC right. That is when I use the at gun um, and I put all the plates into the clutch, both the steels and uh, frictions, and then I push down on that as I on my impact gun uh, and just don't go crazy on it. Um, but uh, you, you can't get a real good torque reading on that, but you can get it tight and then you just fold up the sides and you'll be good to go. Jim Rupp, what's happening? Um, Jimmy, no, I ran two gummies on the same standard moose that already had a tire on it. Um, <laughs> I'm a mother freaking rebel. Yes, nice heart. <laughs> I love it, man. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm, I just keep putting gauntlets on my normal moose, and it's good. Um, uh, no pro here is not as much bounce to them, but you get um, used to that. Yeah, actually, I like the lack of bounce. Honestly, I feel like it gives more traction because it keeps the wheel on the ground more. Um, so going from tube to moose allows you to open up the valving clickers since you're not fighting the rebound from the tubes. Yes, 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 Bruce Kennedy. Yes, you are. And that is actually something, um, I, I, I don't mention enough that you do need to probably change your clicker settings when you put mooses in a, um, a bike because, because it's more dead and because it's going to not bounce so much, you're going to need to change your settings. So, and also it it soaks up that hit better too. Uh, so you can actually open up the compression clickers too, uh, depending on, you know, it depends on if you want to or not. But like, um, yeah, it, if you want the bike to handle as good as it can, you do need to change clickers when you put mooses in it. A lot of people don't, can't possibly tell the difference, but, um, but yes. Um, <laughs> Jimmy Nyhart, when was your gauge calibrated? What ambient air temp? What elevation? My twelve dollar gadgets. <laughs> oh, I love it, dude. Um, the uh, Bruce Kennedy valve flow increases a benefit in the rocks. I imagine yes, it can, especially on rebound. Um, speeding up the rebound can really make a big difference in the really gnarly chop um, because it will um, it. it soaks up the hit and then it gets back to catch the next rock quickly um up here bike vault i saw an ad for a 10 mil or excuse me seven millimeter tube with two rim locks built in uh, ever used one no i have not that is crazy and probably kind of awesome um that would be it sounds like a really good product for uh high speed desert racing because mooses the the mooses that we get um so Michelin's, um, 
Pirellis and Nitromooses. Some people can get Dunlops here, but there's like one guy. Um, but the anyway, whatever. Basically, we have three uh, three options here in the United States uh, that are easy to get. None of them are really rated for all that highest speed. So if you're doing like Dakar kind of stuff and things like that, um, the tubes are working. I actually I, I ran tubes in Mexico uh, the first two times down. Was that right? Yeah, first two times down. No, I take it back. First time down, I ran tubes. Second time down, I ran tubes in the back and then moose up front. Um, because of the heat and I had no problem to run the super duper ultra heavy duty Bridgestone thing. Anyway, whatever. It worked great. Um, the, uh, yes, um, <laughs> shame me to have, yeah, I have some rigged up crap also. There's gotta be a better way. Oh, I love it. Um, the, da, 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 let's see, uh, make sure I didn't miss anything. Um, so, and Shane, I, there's probably a tool. Well, you know what would work? It'd be a tool like a uh, piston pin remover that would go on the backside and pull it through. But I it'd probably, um, I'm sure that, I, you know, there probably is a tool out there. Motion Pro probably sells it. Uh, Bike Vault 7mm tube is made by Lucioli. Um, I'll have to check that out, Bike Vault. Um, I've never even heard of that company or anything. So, anyway. Uh, I believe that is all the questions, except for Mike Barnato uh, asked, how fast would a Yamaha go up Big Bertha? <laughs> Much faster than me, Mike. I love you. Um, the I think that's it. So, oh wait, hold on. I take that back. There might be another question. Sorry, guys. I just want to make sure that I get everything. Oh, yeah, there is another question. So, um... Uh, Chris Kinberg. Chris, are you here? I think I saw you here. Uh, yeah, you're here from Lake Havis. Anyway, Roger Heard, you're late. How's it going, man? Um, do they make electric starts for XRs? There's a bike similar to an XR400 that has an electric start. Um, Kinberg, 400s, no. I've never heard of anybody putting an electric start on a 400. Honestly, 400s are um, really easy to start and really simple, and I would just not put that on there. Um but uh, they do make them. There is a company that makes one for an XR650R, and uh, it's super rad. It's like, I think the company's called CFAB, uh, and the guy makes a. It's a brilliant kit and works really, really, really well. From what I understand, it's really expensive, and you got to source a bunch of the parts yourself because they're like a bunch of Honda parts. So it's I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Um, I'm not putting one on my XR. I mean, after my. Um, the after my experience with the yz which i sold um you know to buy the kid the new but anyway whatever um i really like the e-start i think it works well but i don't know that i would do that again um, i'm glad i did it for you guys on youtube and for me the experience and all that but um i don't think i would actually put an aftermarket e-start on a bike again um Let's see. Uh, I got one more question here, but let's see. Bruce Kenny, curious about lubricating starter Bendix routine maintenance. Um, what bike, Bruce? I'm guessing on your Beta. Uh, I think it is a good thing. They actually ask that. Uh, they they say that as part of the maintenance in KTM's at least. I would imagine on a Beta it would be the same thing because, well, I don't know. I'm I'm thinking the Beta on the two strokes doesn't run in oil, so it probably does need that. Um, Let's see, beta in the KTM 690. So the 690 
Bendix might have oil splashing on it. I have to take a look at that. I think it does, but the beta two-stroke it probably does not, so you probably need to um, grease it or something. The Biker Sasquatch, yeah, CFAB is a Colorado, thank you, is a Colorado company, and like I said, the guy, that thing looks wicked. I'd like to put one on a 650 just to try it out, but I just don't, I'm not going to spend the money. Um, uh, so, Dirt Doyle, if you had to choose one, YZ250 or KTM300, I think I made that actually really clear. I chose the KTM300, um, and I'm not picking on you, Dirt Doyle. Um, I'm just saying that uh, if you watch my channel and pay attention to us on Facebook and stuff like that, you'll see that I made the final decision on that. Um, and I got pressed. It, 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 uh, short version of the story, if you haven't heard it, I lost my kid's bike after off the back of the van. I had to sell a bike to generate the cash quickly to buy him a new bike. Um, I didn't have to, but I felt like I should. So anyway, um, I, I had this, I'm very blessed, very lucky. I have a quiver of motorcycles. I had to choose one to sell. Um, and it came down to KTM 125, KTM 300, YZ 250 were kind of the, the choices. Um, and I chose to sell the YZ 250. I love my KTM 300. <laughs> I, the thing is amazing. Like the YZ is amazing. Also, if I did only desert riding, I might have kept the YZ. Mike Barnado is going to be so mad at me for saying all this, but, um, but the reality is the KTM 300 is just easier to ride. It's awesome. Um, uh, Jimmy and I are talking about swing arm stuff. I use a piece of three eighths all thread with nuts, washers, use the sockets as cup. There you go. That works great. Um, <laughs> Roger heard giving me a hard time. Drink the orange Kool Aid. Um, um, ba -ba -ba -ba. let's see. CFAB, by the way, make your stream is awesome. I know you know the guy or met him at least. Uh, Dave Kessler Brady is, uh, I know he's not here. I kind of figured he wouldn't be here because he is helping out with Enduro Cross in Tulsa this weekend. So, and I mean like helping build the track and all kinds of stuff because he knows the promoters really well. So he's doing that. Um, um, the, <laughs> uh, Bruce, can you see my big old slide hammer is not good for swing arm bolt remover. No, that's not what we're talking about. Uh, swing arm bolt remover, the big slide hammer might be good. We're talking about getting the bearings out. <laughs> um, actually, for me, the swing arm bolt remover is my air hammer. When that thing, when those things are super, super seized in there, and it happens quite a bit, the air hammer comes out and right through there. It's awesome. Um, the uh, Dirt Doyle Me Too, 500 hours on... One new top end, right on Dirty Doyle, Dirty, excuse me, Dirty Doyle. Yeah, I, yeah, the 300 is a better bike for the woods. Um, that's all there is to it. Uh, da, da, da. Um, <laughs> Bruce Kenny getting coffee. Hey, by the way, if you're watching this right now and you're having fun, back out of the chat, hit the thumbs up and come on back in. Because uh, those thumbs ups. Those shares, those likes, those comments all really, really, really help us out. Um, so, yeah. Um, oh, Dirty Duel. Any permanent fixes for a 2015 KTM 300 starter? <laughs> my permanent fix for my 2012 300 KTM starter, which was the same starter, same system, was to remove it and put the, I think it was 08 or 09... 250 SX or I don't know there was there was a cover you could buy that covered the whole thing up that was my 
uh, permanent fix because I got so tired of dealing with that thing. Uh, let's see. The Biker Sasquatch, I heard there will be two rounds of Enduro Cross coming to Denver. Can you confirm? I cannot confirm or deny that. I don't know. Um, I haven't been paying attention. So, um, yeah, sorry, D Dirty Doyle. Like, I've tried fixing every, every one of those starters. And you can fix it for a little while, I'm sure, as you've experienced. And it just, yeah, so. Um... Uh, there you go. Who's Islander says buy a newer bike, dirty Doyle. I, yeah, like, and Doyle, I can say that the 17 and up 300s really are a lot better than your 300. No offense. Uh, your 300 is awesome. And I, like I said, I had 12 and I put over 500 hours on that thing and it was awesome. But I can also say from experience that the new ones are freaking brilliant. <laughs> if you can get a carbureted one, you'll be really stoked. Um, gas in a match fixes it, says Roger Hurd. Yes, that's awesome. Um, oh, there you go, Dirty Doyle. Um, you have an 18300. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, the, uh, yeah, the th your friends is just tell them to kick it. <laughs> Take the starter. Actually, it's not a bad, uh, mod. And I, I wish I could remember what bike. It's like a 250 SX or 08. I don't know. There's some bike in there that they, because that, that left side cover on most bikes doesn't have a little bump out to cover where the start. Anyway, whatever you get what I'm talking about, but the, there's one of them out there. It's an 08 or 09 and you buy that thing and a gasket and it covers the whole thing up and it deletes it all. Bruce, Ken Bruce Kennedy, shut up with your TPI rocks. <laughs> you don't even have one. Um, <laughs> uh, Jimmy Nyhart, no more YZ fanboy. Uh, switching parties faster than a politician election time. Actually, that's not true. I really, really, really like YZs, but he put me against the wall, and my purchasing, my pocketbook has shown my preferences. So, um, yeah. Uh, Jedi Dude. By the way, awesome name, Jedi Dude. <laughs> uh, how many hours do you recommend for top-end rebuilds on 350 XCF? I would say 200 to 250, which is way over the recommended uh, time from KTM, but I have uh, seen those things be absolutely brilliant. Bruce Kennedy, you have a four-stroke, but it's not TPI unless you got transfer ports on that four-stroke. So, ha. Um, fuel injection rocks, but not TPI. Uh, da -da -da. I haven't made my decision yet. Thumbs up or thumbs down. Nyart, you know you want to give me a thumbs up. You know badly in your heart you want to give your brother from another mother a thumbs up. Um, uh, da, 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 da. Bruce, can you, nope, injection. I, I know you got injection um, on that 690. It's just not, uh, uh, or maybe you didn't mean to write nope. Microstream, the new GPX Moto 2 300 two-stroke will be here spring 2022. That's actually the next question, or next question I got to ask. Um, Roger heard you guys are awesome. Best way to clean the power valve on a 300 when doing the top end. Regular Joe's, no fancy tools. Um, no pro. Uh, wire wheel on a grinder is the best way. I mean, I, that's... To me, that's not a fancy tool, a grinder or a die grinder with a wire wheel. Um, otherwise, you got to like, yeah, sandblasting cabinet or something like that. But wire wheel works great. 
Um, Eric, Brian, I don't care about your thumbs up. <laughs> I am not willing <laughs> to cave to my uh, feelings about TPI. Uh, I know you like TPI. I cannot wait for the gold rush. I really, I hope I have what it takes to beat you on a 125 carbureted bike. Because if I do, and I'm not, well, I am saying I am going to because I'm coming for you. If I beat you on a 125 with a carburetor, you, sir, have to say that TPI sucks. Um, the, uh, I know Sasquatch, it is weird not having Brady here to bug, but Eric is jumping in and filling in well. Um, the, uh, yeah, no pro and no safety glasses use the squint protection. Yes, Bruce Kennedy. Thank you. <laughs> My safety squints. Okay. I got to get to this guy's question. Uh, it's Jared, uh, Sahagan who I believe is like hello dirt biker on here. I don't know if he's here right now, but he probably will be watching it. Uh, he showed, he's actually got a cool picture here. Let's see if I can show it to you guys of the new GPX. Come on, focus. It's not focusing. Anyway, it's cool. It's gray and it's awesome. It looks just like a KTM. Uh, they're obviously taking their cues on the plastic from KTM. So that's cool. Uh, the, and then Jared asked carb question. And this is a good one, I think. Um, uh, with only shaming now, I put a top in in a 350 with only 72 hours. Yeah, I'm guessing it looked brand new if you did it at 72 hours, unless the guy beat the living crap out of it. Crap out of it. Uh, who's Islander? Yes, sure go for the win. Um, so anyway, carb question. I'm making an assumption and will be ha and will happily take correction. If my bike can bog when going slow and headed up steep sections of trail, is that a float bolt issue? And he's got a, a Lectron. It's actually a Chinese Lectron. Um, can steep trail create that effect in a carb? I didn't notice any other time. The answer is yes, uh, depending on where the overflow is in the flow book. So the way carburetor, the reason carburetors have an overflow circuit is for that exact reason. So when you get on really steep terrain or if you flop the thing over, the gas doesn't go in the motor, it goes onto the ground and doesn't flood. Um, obviously, they still were going to flood a little bit. I mean, whatever. It's a carburetor. It's simple. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing, Eric. Um, so, the um, anyway, so that overflow tube, it's the like if you take the float ball off, it's the one that comes straight up. A uh, little brass one, and it feeds to the one that goes out the bottom. So, depending on where that thing is in the float ball will determine whether or not that thing overflows or floods the motor on depending on whether you're going up or down steep hills right or left well right or left would be weird right um it should be straight up and down anyway sorry uh so um jared yes uh yes that is a possible thing so um all the carburetors in the shop haven't seen many TPIs. There's one in the shop right now. Um, no, you haven't seen a lot of TPIs in the shop because they suck. No. Um, but actually, part of the problem, honestly, is that uh, I don't have a computer to, like, tie into them and, like, check codes and whatever. Um, so if they have a weird electronic problem or weird fuel delivery problem, I don't get them very often because I don't have the setup. So, uh <laughs> Uh, Mr. Uh, Ant Hall, Ant, Ant Hall, I don't know, ever tried a TM? Ask Chris Kinberg about his TM. 
I I know I've not ridden a TM. They're neat, but um, I'm not. So I rode um, the uh, Hello Dirt S. Did you get my answer to your question about the float bowl? And yes, it can cause a, a bog depending on how steep and stuff like that. Um, Eric, because they they might be awesome, Eric, but your spelling is not. Um, the uh, what class? I'll take Timo out in the first turn. Aim for the infinity. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, Jimmy Nyhart, uh, 40 plus. Nyhart, I don't know. Can you even enter that? You're so young. Um, a few ADV 500 bikes. Looks like GPX bringing 8500 500cc bikes to test. Huh. Um, that's cool. Uh, it's super cool. Um, any real? I don't think there are any real suspension builders here right now. Um, Meeker, Mark. Uh, da, 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 let's see. <laughs> don't negotiate with the terrace i love it biker sasquatch you guys are awesome uh what do you do about checking compression on a four stroke with built-in compression release you can't shane mcnab you cannot do that so what you do is a leak down test so um the uh yeah uh, you got to do a leak down test so yeah oh and you know what hello dirt jared anyway um I don't know about the Chinese Electron, but I do know about the other Electrons is that they actually don't have an overflow circuit. So if it doesn't have an overflow circuit, because like, yeah, the normal Electron, and I don't know about the smart card, but anyway, they don't have an overflow. So if they get really steep tipped or whatever, they flood the motor. Actually, smart card does not because my buddy Jeremy Massey had one on his and he had to shut his bike off every time we stopped uh, at um, up in Idaho. Otherwise, the thing would uh, flood his motor if he tipped it one way or the other. So, um, anyway, whatever. And I know Eric and everybody's going to jump in there. You don't have to do the TPI. But uh, whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah. So, Jer uh, Jared, probably it almost for sure has something to do with your carburetor on that steep thing. So, you might be able to uh, lower that float height. which you know, So, bend the tang up and lower the float height and keep that from happening as much. Uh, let's see. Doug, anyone out there have a shoulder replacement? Ooh, not me, man. Um, left shoulder from Mike Clanner. How'd that go? You feeling good? Um, Jimmy Nyhart. Yeah, I wouldn't know if your TPI ever had a bog because you were too far behind me in South Dakota. So to even know. Um, <laughs> I love it. Installing a 1352 on my 21 Beta 300. Didn't realize needed a longer chain and a different chain guide, so a cheap test turned into a $200 spent. Uh, that's brutal. Uh, that's crazy that you needed a, um, a a longer chain for a 1352. It seems like they would have been set up to handle that, but anyway. Um, the uh, <laughs> Eric Bryan just realized why you like cars is because you're in the motorcycle repair business. Makes sense. <laughs> uh, Dirty Doyle, I'm 46 years old. Two days ago, um, so uh, yeah, um, comes with 1448 stock on the 21. That is low gearing, or excuse me, tall gearing. That's yeah, small rear sprocket, but whatever. I mean, my, yeah, the KTM, it can handle, I think I can go from 1448 to 1352, thank you, Dirty Doyle, um, without changing the chain, 
Um, but they have the flippable axle blocks, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> thanks, Bruce. Um, the uh, Jimmy Nyhart, you age well because you're pudgy. I love it, dude. <laughs> um, uh, you know, I like Boulderfield, so setting up for October 19th, five miles of hell, right on. Um, by the way, Maker Stream, are you coming to the Death March? You need to set up for that if you like Boulder Fields and gnarly stuff. Thanks, No Pro. Um, appreciate it, dude. Um, cause yeah, Death March this Saturday. If anyone out there is like thinking to themselves, like, ah, I like hard stuff and I kind of like long days, long walks on the beach, things like that. They make me happy. Um, come on out Saturday. We're camping up near Spring Creek Reservoir. We're not exactly there. If you want to know exactly where we're camping, shoot me an email, morgan at highland-cycles.com. I will get you the pin drop for where we're camping and the full route for the Death March. Um, it's going to be, um, I, I like on Onyx clicking on the thing when I was setting up the thing, it's a hundred and almost 180 miles, uh, mostly single track, mostly hard. Uh, we are starting out with a little bit of single track and then a kind of a long road transfer over to get to the real stuff. But, uh, um, anyway, it's going to be rad. We're going to have a ton of fun. The weather's supposed to be perfect, so it's going to be good. Um, yes, Micah Sasquatch, it is cruel and unusual punishment, but it's going to be awesome. Um, uh, okay, Maker Stream, promise 2022, I like it. Andy BJ going to Rico, you're going to love Rico, it is absolutely brilliant, so good. Um, I also hope that when you get to Rico and you enjoy it, um, if you see anything online about fighting the people who are trying to shut it down, please do that. Um, the, uh, Hey, Eric Bryan, I will get you Chris Kinberg's, um, information. He lives in Havasu and he's the man. I don't know if he's still here. He chimed in earlier, but it looks like he's gone, but I had to work. Um, but Eric, shoot me a message on Facebook. I will get you Chris's thing. He would love to show you around. Um, <laughs> Dave Kessler, TP bike owners think they don't experience bog because that is the bike's normal condition. Oh, I love it. I love you people. Um, uh, thanks for running this past 8 a.m. Some of us didn't grow up on a farm and wake up at normal hours. Right on, dude. I uh, just got to Rico last night. Here until next Wednesday. There you go. Um, um, Jeff Bear is from Rico, which is awesome. Um, the uh, <laughs> the uh, see if I missed anybody. Um, hey, Eric. You should come up to the Ride the World up in Mile Markers uh, at the end of that because we're going to be there uh, through the first of the year. It's going to be awesome. Um, and, yes, I will be out here, uh, Roger Hurd. That's what anyway he was saying. So, um, oh, real quick, uh, I was just thinking about that. I was, as I was told Andy as he goes to Rico and experiences and has fun. Um, so, just a real quick thing. I got some nasty backlash from a guy who, whatever. Um, and I don't, I'm not like taking it personally. Well, whatever. Anyway, fired up about how I try to get people to come here to Montrose and ride. Um, they think I'm ruining everything and all this stuff. First of all, there's a ton of ground and it doesn't seem like there's, uh, anyway, whatever. Here's my thing. We are being attacked as dirt bikers by every different direction, right? So we're being hammered by all these people 
and they seem to have a lot of time and a lot of money and a lot of organizations. So my goal is to get people to come out and experience my world, the thing I love so much here in Montrose, so that when we run up against this opposition, I can reach out to you and we can reach out and say, remember when you were here in Montrose and how much you loved it. Can you please help us fight these people so that we can keep it open? Um, and I know that there's places, I trust me, not every place gets put online. I mean, I know people think I put everything online. and everything, That's not true. But I want to get as many people to experience this and fall in love with it so that when we have problems, we can all fight together. So, anyway. Um, the, uh, uh, yeah, Bruce Kane, not young anymore. Um, uh, let's see if I miss anything. I got a boogie. Um, oh, Kevin O'Laughlin, I'm going to be there for the gold rush, November 6th and 7th. Don't you worry. We're going to be there. <coughs> um, see. So, all right. I love you guys so much. I got to go. Um, it's 8.09 and like we got a lot of work to do at the shop. And Thursday night ride, we're going to Peach. If anybody's here, wants to go out to Peach Valley with us, we're leaving the shop at 5. Be out there by 5.30. I'm bringing the 125. Um, so if anybody wants to ride that thing and feel what it's like to ride a tiny, tiny motorcycle, it's a lot of fun. Um, Punk Rock Club, thank you guys for sticking around to the end. I love you very, very, very much. Um... Guys, you know what I'm going to say. I hope desperately that you get out, you spread the gospel of two wheels, and I really, really hope that what we're doing here at Highland Cycles is inspiring you guys to work on and get out and ride your dirt bikes! Thank you guys for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to this. Share it with a friend. It really does mean a lot. I'm going to try to get this done every week. I love you guys so much.